Girls want to up their standards? Okay, up your standards too. Girls want a guy that's six foot. Then that means you got to get a girl who goes to the gym six times a week. Girls want a guy with a six inch dick. I want a girl that's at least a six on a scale of one to ten. Girls want a six figure income. All right, I want you to have a body count less than six. How about that? I'm going to keep saying it. Pay your fucking dues. It's the name of the goddamn podcast. We've definitely paid our dues. All right, you bros, welcome back to another episode of Pay Your Dues here today. Same thing as usual, everything goes. I am your host, Ash. And sit in front of me, I got one little booze here. Uh, these new Vizzy Seltzers, uh, I've been looking at these, I've been seeing around quite a bit. They're honestly pretty good. Don't, don't know yet if they're going to be my, uh, my full-on replacement for the White Claws, but... They're, they're a pretty good second. They're be- definitely better than the Trulies. I've always never really been a big fan of the Trulies. Uh, the Bud Light Seltzers. They just weren't the, they just weren't there where I, how I want them to be. Made me think of like the, the <laughs> they, they were like, they wanted to be a, a wannabe white claw. But these Vizzies though, these Vizzies, uh, they, they compete well. I mean, the press are pretty good too. But these Vizzies, these Vizzies will compete well. They're a good, they're a good substitute for the white claws. Coming off of a birthday weekend here, um, so yeah, I turned 24 this weekend, so it was a pretty pretty interesting time. Yeah, my, my birthday was on Friday. Having your birthday on one of the weekend nights is honestly like it sounds like fun, but it's it's honestly it's a little it's too much fun. That's what I can say about that. It's never a good idea just because you just know that one of you is going to go much harder than you should, and it's always going to be typically the the birthday person themselves. So pretty much my uh, my dad came to town for a little bit. I got some dinner with him, got some drinks with him. We met with my friends and started drinking with them. My dad was drinking with them as well, which I was glad to see because I was telling my dad about uh, my haircuts that I get, telling him that I pay like 40 bucks for that, going, going to Citizen Scotch where I go. And my dad's saying like, God damn, if they're going to give you a haircut like that, they might as well. They might as well give you a hand job with it as well. But no. Besides that, it was a pretty pretty decent weekend. I'm still recovering right now. Right now is Monday. And the weekend was slow. Friday night was pretty rough. Um had a <laughs> barely made it home. And yep, but besides that, another interesting thing about this weekend. Friday night, we were downtown. And there are these guys that were wearing these Georgia Tech stuff. And I was thinking, like, I was thinking, like, oh, what the hell are Georgia Tech people doing in downtown Des Moines, Iowa? And then one of my friends is saying, like, oh, no, dude, they're just wearing it. There's no way they're from Georgia. But then this one guy that was there, he was wearing a polo, some pretty short shorts, probably chubbies as far as I know, and then Chaco sandals. Like, this guy is straight up dressing like he's from the South. And so I just knew something was up. And, I mean, I wanted to walk up and say, like, dude, you look like you're from Louisiana. Not in a bad way, but just I swear to God, anybody from Louisiana I've ever met, they all dressed the exact same way. They all wore polos and shorts, and that's that's pretty much uh, 99% of their wardrobe. But I wanted to walk up and say something, but I didn't because he was with his boys. And then we were leaving the bar walking down the stairs and this guy comes up to me 
He's wearing an Atlanta Braves jersey. He sees me wearing the Hawkeye polo. And he's like, oh, you were, you were fine at Iowa? And I was like, oh, man, I'm not a fan. I'm alumni. I stand on the glass ceiling of fandom. And he was like, oh, sweet, yeah. We go to Georgia Tech. Uh, you guys played us in the Orange Bowl like 10 years ago and kicked their ass. And I was like, yeah, yeah it's 10 years ago, whatever. No big deal. But then I was like, wait, you're from Georgia. What the hell are you, are you doing in Iowa? And he was explaining to me that this weekend in Des Moines, SAE Sigma Alpha Sigma Alpha Epsilon was having their national chapter uh, in Des Moines, which I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I don't know why they picked Des Moines, but hey, yeah, their supreme chapter was was uh, in Des Moines this weekend. Pretty interesting stuff. So that was Friday night. I don't know how long that was lasting, but I imagine it was pretty much all week. But yeah, saw a bunch of guys wearing SAE stuff from all across the country. And so I figured out that the the guy with the Atlanta Braves jersey that I talked to told him about the podcast. Shout out to him if he's listening. I think he said his name's Campbell. Good guy. I mean, I talked to him for like 30 seconds, but like, hey, good guy. Good guy, good guy. And ran to a bunch of other SAE people. So that was Friday. On Saturday, the Pi Kappa Phi Journey of Hope guys came to town as well. So Journey of Hope learn about that as well uh so these pi cap five guys these pi caps they ride their bikes completely across the country before their philanthropy which oh man have to imagine their asses are pretty sore but who knows i mean after all they did have to drive they did have to ride their bikes through the rocky mountains when they were going through utah and colorado now they're in iowa i was not completely flat but compared to the rocky mountains it's it's pretty flat so I imagine that they're, uh, the learning curve for them is done for the most part. And right now they're coasting a little bit until they get to the Appalachians and it'll get tough again. But hey, good for them. Riding bikes across their country. Dude, all these just frats coming to Des Moines this weekend. It's just really, oh, it just really makes you want to beg the question, is Des Moines even frat? Is Des Moines frat? I mean, uh, I mean, I think so. I mean, I live here. <laughs> for now, up until I'm moving away. Um, yeah, Des Moines, Des Moines pretty frat. I mean, it just seems like anybody from the suburbs here, they, they either went to, went to like Iowa or Iowa State. Most of them just have that demeanor, the way they carry themselves. You know, like where they got the Nike socks halfway to their knees. Then they got the uh, gray shoes that go with it. Mixed with like a, a polo and some shorts or something along the lo- those lines that just make, gives them a vibe like, Oh, yeah, man. I peaked in high school, totally. But these SAE guys, though, there were something that I was talking to. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I'm moving to Miami soon. Well, South Florida, but close enough. There's this guy that I saw wearing an SAE Miami shirt, and he was in the balcony, the patio of district so I walked up and I was like dude are you from Miami and he was like well I'm from Connecticut but I go to school in Miami now and I was like oh sick dude I'm moving down there soon and he's like oh yeah where are you moving to and I just bullshitted him and I was like oh I'm moving to a Brickle you know Brickle downtown Miami the financial district Wall Street South they call it even though that's not where I'm moving to uh, <laughs> he was like oh yeah that's downtown it's where all the clubs are sick place man all the rooftop bars and I was like, yeah, man, looking forward to it. He's like, oh, yeah, we're, you're getting in the right place. And then they're like, damn, you guys, you, you're pretty chill. Hop the fence. And I was like, eh, man, I don't feel like paying cover. And they're like, 
don't do dude, dude don't don't go through the front don't pay cover just hop the fence we got you and i was like ah, i'm not a scumbag i'm not gonna hop the fence to get in there because all the work of hopping the fence and then i get in there and then what if some bartender or bouncer sees me all that work was for nothing i'm out of there nope i'm not that kind of guy to hop the fence i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be difficult like that i'll, I'll pay i'll pay the cover or I'm just not going to go. And I was not doing either of those that night. I was not going to pay the cover anywhere. And then, and so they said to me like, all right, we'll take it easy then. And then they go to shake my hand. And uh, I'm not going to say what, what they were doing with their hand or anything, but they were twiddling my finger and their finger. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the SAE secret handshake. It's something I'm not familiar with. And I mean, I didn't really have the audacity to be like, oh, bro, I'm not SAE. Um, but I mean, at that point it was already too late. I already figured, I already knew what they were doing. And I was just like, oh no, no worries though. SAE, your secret's safe with me. I think, um, yeah, they were just shaking my hand and then like, they just moved one of the fingers in a certain way against my finger. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. I didn't say anything like, is that the secret handshake? I just kind of figured it because, you know, being in a chapter myself, having to experience our own secret handshake, obviously different than their secret handshake, but I just, I kind of could make the, make the assumption that it was a secret handshake. Like, oh dude, you're giving me that. I was just going for a regular handshake here, but nice to meet you. Oh, okay. Uh, twiddle that, twiddle that finger. All right. Interesting stuff. But yeah. Uh, so when I met up with my, my dad this weekend on my birthday, Told him about the, the job offer. So pretty much I got the job offer this last Monday, Monday last week and accepted it. And oh, just got done doing the drug test yesterday. Man. Talk about a, a waste of time. I went to this walk-in doctor's office. Didn't even bother making an appointment. But I probably should have made an appointment. I walk in there. I think I was waiting for like an hour something like that. And the thing is, they weren't even busy. They weren't even busy. I went, I went to this, I mean, it was also a Sunday, but I mean, so I went to this walk-in doctor's office. They're like, someone will be right with you. I think I was sitting there for like 30, 40 minutes before they're like, okay, what do you need? And I was like, I really just need to take a drug test. And I really got a piss too. Um, so anyways, I said, I got the barcode that the employer wants. Like, well, you're supposed to have it printed off. Just email it to us and we'll print it off. So I'm like, what's the email? And then it was, on a clipboard to the right of me. I mean, if I was a, if I was a bit more aware, I probably could have realized that. But anyways, I was like, Oh, thanks. I'll just get that forwarded over to you right now. And then, yeah, pretty basically when I was taking the drug test, man, I've never seen them be so secure about something before in my life. I mean, I obviously could have snuck fake piss in there pretty easily because basically what they did was, uh, they had me go into the bathroom. They had a lot, a lock cabinet there, maybe empty my pockets put everything in the, in the locker, walk out of the bathroom, wash my hands. And then they gave me the cup that I was going to piss in, had me go back in the bathroom. And they said, now, once you're in there, if you flush or if you, if you flush the toilet or run the sink, the drug test is no good. We got to redo it. So that's just so awkward. So, I mean, I pissed in the cup as they needed to, and I got past like the amount of piss they needed. So then I pissed the rest in the toilet. It, oh, it just feels so degrading when you piss in a toilet and you don't flush it after. It makes me feel like I'm one of those people in the public bathrooms who just destroy it and then just make no attempt to clean up after their mess. Like if you destroy a bathroom in public, 
the least you can do is at least flush it and and cover your tracks. Like, I mean, people are already going to, people are going to walk in there and they're just going to know that you just ravage this place. But how can you just like leave it there? I, I can't do that. So I pissed in the, pissed in the toilet. Then I came out because I couldn't wash my hands either. Little, and like I was peeing in the cup, a little bit of piss splashed on my hand. And I just like saw it there and I was like, oh, I feel disgusting right now. The lady took the cup, dumped it in one of the other little, I don't know, vials that she was using. And then she took that and she was like, all right, you're good to go. Wash your hands. Um, then you can go in and flush the toilet and do whatever. So I walked back in the toilet, but I walked back into the bathroom with my pissy hands and finished the job, man. Ugh. And then I was finally out of there after like an hour. What sucks about that is that I thought it was going to go by quicker. So I got done working out before doing that, before going to the doctor's office. And I was thinking like, oh yeah, this will take like maybe 15, 20 minutes. Then I can get my protein shake because I hit legs today. And nope, nope, took longer than that. I missed the window. Because if you take protein shakes, I mean, I don't, I don't believe in the window myself, but a lot of people do believe in the window. The window of time where the protein is, is more, more impactful, um, on your relative, your workout. Some say it's like a half hour before or after you work out. I say, honestly, like me personally, it's like, if it's an hour, two hours, you're good. But I missed an hour window with this one though, regardless. So, I mean, Hey, missed the window. But yeah, I told my parents about the, the job offer I got and how I'm, how I'm moving pretty much across the entire country. And oh, I think it's like, I mean, I feel kind of bad for them because they seem a little bit disappointed that I'm moving. They understand that it's a better offer. But I, I think it's kind of funny though. When I told them I was looking at jobs in South Florida last month, a month ago, whenever, they were basically just like looking at me smirking saying like, Oh yeah, yeah, you're going to move to Florida. Okay. Yeah. Have fun. And then now I finally got the offer and accepted it. And they're like, oh my God, you're actually leaving? Yep. Yep. You got me. Oh, you thought I was joking before? No, I was actually, I was actually looking, actually applying, actually taking it seriously. <laughs> and, and they're just like astonished by that. I mean, I told my dad about it. He almost, he just seemed like kind of like silent for a second. He's like, man, I can't believe you're actually moving. I'm like, Dad, what do you mean? You just bought a house in Florida for retirement. You're going to be living down there soon. You're going to be like two hours away from me, if even that. And it's so it's not like it's going to be, it's not like you're never going to see me again. You literally are going to live two hours away across the country from where we are now. Come on, Dad. You're living in Florida soon too. There's nothing to be disappointed about. We're just shifting our lifestyle down south because it's warm there. We don't, don't have to deal with no snow. And then my mom has to, I was going to go see them yesterday, but I was too busy with uh, the drug test, some other errands that I was running. And so I was, I FaceTimed them and I told it to my mom and my mom was just speechless. She looked a little bit disappointed. She understood it's a better offer than I, than I got, but she looked disappointed. Like she, my dad was sitting there holding the phone, looking at me while doing the FaceTime. My mom was just sitting next to him, just like looking like straight out in front of her, not even like looking down at the camera. Man, she was just, she just did not seem too thrilled about it. And the funny thing is that where I'm moving, uh, so I'm moving out to central Maryland first to get started. If you did not listen to the last podcast, um, my older sister used to live in Southern Pennsylvania, which is pretty much right there. I'm probably going to be living within like an hour of where my older sister used to live for a few years after she graduated, but she's back in Iowa now, of course. But yeah, moving out to Maryland, 
And some, they brought up a really good point that I hadn't even thought about. All the shit that I have at this place right here, I was think I was thinking about trying to sell this place or turn it into a rental. Shit, I can't do that. I can't. I can't do that yet. Like I have so much shit, and my parents have no place to store at their house, and I don't really want to pay for a storage unit. I mean, I could pay for a storage unit, but they're suggesting that I just keep the place for now, and just use it literally to store my to store all my shit. Because when I'm living over in Maryland, I'm going to be living there for only like four or five months. So I don't want to move and move in there over there. I mean, I'm going to take enough stuff with me so that way I can establish myself, but I'm not going to move and move in. I'm just going to, I'm just going to survive over there pretty much. And so in the meantime, I might just go ahead and keep this place, pay it as is, whatever, deal with it. And, and the funny thing is that I was, the, the dilemma I was going into before was that if I was going to rent this place out without living here, how am I going to manage it? I didn't even realize this. I mean, I'm in, I'm in real estate. I'm a finance major. How did I not know this? That you can have a property that you own managed by a property management company and they'll do all the, everything for you. They'll find the tenants. They'll basically upkeep the property when you're not around. I assume like if there's any big expense, like you got to buy a new stove, buy a new fridge, you're the one that pays for that. But besides that, the general upkeep of the property and also the screening the tenants. And collecting the rent, the property management company does that. Hell yeah. For a while of my life, I was thinking like, there's no way I could be a landlord. I don't know if I'm, if I can deal with having to deal with a shitty tenant. Shit. I'll let, I'll make the property management company do that. And I'll just sit there owning the property, bringing in the stacks all the day. Yeah. I might, uh, might, might have to go ahead and just get this place managed by a property company. So it's still going to be here when I come back and also get to keep the property that has the living room over there. The living room where, uh, had, had a first kiss with one girl on the couch. Ooh. Yeah. I can't sell this place. Too many memories. Ooh. But when I was talking to my dad about why I want to move away, I was basically just describing about how since graduating college and just living in Iowa, Iowa's a great place, man. Great place to settle down. Great place to start a family. And because of that, I'm think I'm thinking that like it's not a place I want to live right now when I'm young, when I'm 24 years old. And then my dad was telling me about how he was in the military, and it was around this time that he was getting. Well, no, actually, I think it was around. It was a few years after this that he was getting proposing to my mom, getting married, moving in, having uh, my my older sister. He was basically saying how like it's coming up quick for time for the time that he settled down. And he was just trying to describe to me that, you know, uh, part of the reason why I fell in love with your mom was because as you get older and you start maturing, you start getting real picky about what you like and what you don't like and people you date. And he said that he started to realize that he said he, the quote he said was the good ones get taken. And, you know, I understand where he's coming from for getting married in the late eighties and early nineties, but nowadays things are different. Instagram exists today. Okay. And also let's not, let's not forget about life expectancy. For example, I mean, you have to imagine that like, my so my parents are like I think thirty some years ahead of me something like that, um, in, in in life. So to think that 
we're probably going to live, I want to say, I'll say we'll live on average five to 10 years longer than their generation will. So that means that if you want to take those same things and shift them to our generation, that means you can add another five to 10 years for us to settle down on here. But no, as I said, Instagram exists today. The good ones get taken, and then what do they do? They cheat on him because she's a hypergamous bitch. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not too concerned about settling down too early. I just, yeah. Like, how can you meet somebody so early on? It's just crazy how you can meet somebody so early on in your life and be like, damn, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I feel good now. I don't know how I'll feel in five years or 10 years or 20 or 30 years. But hey, I feel pretty good right now. So you know what? Screw it. Give me this ring and that's... uh Let's spend the rest of our lives together, or at least we think. <laughs> the good ones get taken. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that the good ones get taken and then put dot, 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 dot temporarily. I'm not scared about, uh, I'm not scared about dying alone. I'm not scared about not being able to find somebody someday. I have seen so much crazy stuff on a TikTok. Bunch of girls say the craziest stuff. The craziest stuff. Like, there are so many girls on TikTok who straight up expose themselves as being hoes. And someday, they're going to have to either delete their TikTok or hope that some man they meet does not find their TikTok. Because he's going to be like, hell no. Hell no, I'm done with you. Like, there's one TikTok I saw. It's pretty viral. Some of you have probably seen it too. It's basically this girl sitting there, like, when he goes through your phone after the one-week break. And then it's like a voiceover where you just hear, like, you freaking bitch. And, and then a bunch of girls were in the comments replying to it, saying, like, LOL, when he goes through your phone and finds it. Really? It's that comment of a thing? Yeah. Yeah, you're uh you're you're not worth it. Sorry, hun. Hey man, it's as simple as that. Girls uh girls wanna up their standards? Okay, up your standards too. Girls want a guy that's six foot. Okay. Then that means you gotta get a girl who goes to the gym six times a week. Girls want a guy with a six inch dick. Okay. I want a girl that's at least a six on a scale of one to ten. Yep. How about that? Girls want a six-figure income. All right. I want you to have a body count less than six. How about that? They want to up their standards. You got to up yours. You either beat a game by leveling up or by just giving up. But there's some TikToks that I've been making... I've been making these TikToks called Pledge Advice from Brad and Chad. And I think it's somewhat a bit underrated, but hopefully it blows up soon. Because the idea behind it is that a pledge walks up, he asks a question, and then gets some advice from, as you can imagine it, Brad and Chad. One of them, probably the one of the one of one of my more favorite ones for right now. There was one where I, I walk up as the pledge and I say Guys, 
this totally bad Kappa just texted me and told me to come over. But she asked me if I had condoms. What should I say? Brad, so the the idea of the podcast, the idea of the, uh, I need to go through this. The idea of the series is that Brad gives a dumbass answer that's frat. So Brad says, dude, just tell her that you don't waste the money on condoms because plan B is already so cheap. Then the idea is that Chad gives a smart answer that's more douchey. So then Chad says, dude, don't listen to Brad. Tell her that you actually have condoms and then show up and say, oops, forgot them. Or actually show up with them, put one on, and slip it off last second or break the tip. That's right, fellas. If you have not heard of stealthing, now is the time for you to hear about it. Stealthing. When you make a, when you make a girl think that you're wearing a condom, but you're not. Let me go ahead and see if I can pull up a Google definition for this. Stealthing. What to know about stealthing is a dangerous type of sexual abuse. And here's what you need to know about it. Oh, God, that makes it sound so much worse than it actually is. Um, okay, I'm just kidding. Don't actually stealth. Wink, wink. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, speaking of uh, pledge advice, though. Pledge advice from Brad and Chad. I will take your ideas right now. Make sure to go ahead, subscribe to that TikTok um, that's at pay your dues. Papa Alpha Yankee, Yankee Oscar Uniform Romeo, Delta Uniform Echo Sierra, pay your dues. Also, feel free to subscribe to the OnlyFans while you're at it as well for exclusive access to that visual podcast. That's OnlyFans.com slash pay your dues. And if you have not already, make sure to hit that subscribe button because we upload every Tuesday. Pay your dues day Tuesday. And also, we are starting a new segment on the podcast. It's going to be Q&A. Basically, send us a message on Patreon, patreon.com slash payyourdues. And go ahead and you can send us messages, give us a shout out, and definitely make sure to mention you on the podcast as well. And also, feel free to ask us any questions that you want us to talk about on the podcast. Give us suggestions to talk about. And just looking forward to hear what you say. But that's pretty much all I got today for this episode of Pay Your Dues. Um, same thing always goes as normal. Pay your own dues. Pay your dues. Pound your brews. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care.